Welcome everyone to the Carolina Outdoors. Each week we come in to break down four different segments for your listening pleasure. Hopefully along the way you'll learn something new about the outdoors or maybe be exercised to go outside and enjoy what we have in the Carolina Outdoors. Your host this week, as every week, myself on this side, Bill Barty, and over on that side... Wes Lawson from Jesse Brown's Outdoor. Bill, it's been a good week to be outside with the exception of one gully washer of a day, but (laughs) we've had some pretty good weather lately. It's a good time to be out there pursuing those hobbies. It's all relative, it seems like. I have neighbors who are from upstate New York who are used to the negative numbers of weather. And of course, once we get here, the cold that we have Christmas, and mm-hmm. cri- excluding that little two-day window of severe cold that we had here, um, you know, cold has been 50. Yep. That's the normal yep. temperature around here, which is all the more reason to uh, enjoy what we have in the outdoors. And, Wes, part of that topic is what I want to ask you about because we have some wintertime fishing on the agenda. I do. Uh, for a Monday escape. So I wanted to quiz you about the place that I'm going because you have guided people there, uh, took them out, helped them learn um, some of that water. So I'm going to ask you about wintertime fishing here uh, in later segments. But first, I wanted to tell you about my wintertime sports occasion this past week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had the opportunity to go up and ski Sugar, Sugar Mountain Resort, and had a, a wonderful time with company. And that's one of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I had two of my daughters, a nine-year-old and a 15-year-old, and we're still learning a little bit about skiing. We've had lessons. We've been to um, these mountains before and enjoyed the, the skiing. But we still, as we uh, approached that mountain, we still reminded ourselves that we wanted to ski in control, Mm -hmm. and warm up a little bit. So we we went to the bunny section, the easier section, um, just to kind of knock the dust off for the 2023 ski season, get prepared. We went up there with the thought that we had different um, ski levels there as far as experience, but we all ended up being very similar in our ski levels. So... The nine-year-old, as you could imagine, was going to be a hot shot. Yeah, fearless. <laughs> fearless, that is the word. Ready to go to the top. The 15-year-old, a little bit more cautious, which I can appreciate. But um, I, and it helped ground me a little bit, so I didn't uh, hit the hit the mountain too hard and, um, and go from there. But we had a wonderful time pristine conditions because North Carolina got some snow earlier in the week and then it was a bluebird day for us up on ski uh, up on Sugar Mountain. We know I think if you can ski in our part of the world you can ski anywhere. I know people get really excited about how nothing's quite like skiing in the powder out west but if you can ski here uh, with man-made snow and ice and and then a bunch of people who don't get to ski very often so it's sort of offensive and defensive you can you can do it anywhere it's like learning to drive in new york city Um, how was the crowd for a tuesday you know that's a fantastic question because uh charlotte schools were out um so i thought that might bring more people to the mountain but we it was not too bad 
it's funny for our listeners out there get up early if you're going to do a day trip which is easily doable from charlotte the charlotte area get up early drive up uh, a couple hours maybe some change the crowds were not were not too bad but i don't know when evening skiing or night skiing comes into effect mm-hmm. it is uh, uh six to ten is when it is listed but i think if you buy tickets in the afternoon you can ski later in the afternoon and then have your night night skiing then all that to say after classes let out in the mountains or at appalachian state you could tell the afternoon the crowds kind of uh, swelled a little bit and it brought to mind some of the things that we wanted to pay attention to I wanted to pay attention to as a parent because some things are out of your control. Mm -hmm. The skier or snowboarder coming down the mountain that is out of control or who doesn't see you or uh, whatever um, is something that you have to be mindful of. So we skied with caution, and if you're merging into a trail or into another, um, another downhill to always look up the mountain to mm-hmm. see who's coming, who's what, who, who's coming, what's coming, so that you can uh, take precautions to not be in front of someone who's out of control uh, and and b- barreling into people. We didn't have we didn't have any incidents incidences. Fortunately for uh, <laughs> for us, that's good because I can I can definitely recall being you know probably the age of your youngest skiing for the maybe the second time in Canaan Valley, West Virginia, and somebody coming down a long run, I mean, just straight down full speed, uh, hit me as I was cutting across trying to do what I had learned on the bunny slope. Right. And, uh, you know, I lost a tooth on that mountain. So oh, my goodness. The, the benefit of that is when you face plant in the snow, it's cold, and it does kind of help <laughs> with swelling. <laughs> And I skied later, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot like driving is supposed to be. You know, look out for what's what's coming your way. Um, so crowds weren't bad. Night skiing is always something I think is if you can do it, if if your schedule allows, go for it. Now, did y'all uh, rent skis up there, or did you Ooh, bring them with you? We did. We we rented skis there on the mountain, but. And and we can just talk our way through this because skiing and snowboarding can be a very cumbersome yes. sport, um, especially if you're you have to rent and go through all of that process. Now, um, our mountains in North Carolina, Ski Beach, Appalachian, they are really good at processing these things. But if you can rent down the mountain, mm-hmm. I would not dissuade you from that. It's nice to have all of that gear out of your car, unload it, and then all you have to do is worry about buying the ticket mm-hmm. uh, and then you're skiing. We did rent there, so we they did a great job at processing us, but there were some steps involved uh, um, that added to the time before we got on the mountain. We rented um, skis, boots, and then um, this is something to talk about because I use ski poles. In fact, mm-hmm. that's the only way that's going to happen is ski yeah. poles. And the 15-year-old did as well. The 9-year-old does not use ski poles. In fact, she looked mm. at me like I was from Mars when I handed her her ski poles that uh, come with the ski package. She was like, I don't use those. And, again, we're wow. skiing, not snowboarding. We were skiing. But we all did use helmets, yeah. again, Good. mainly to be um, – mainly because of the other people who were out there. 
um, there's one thing for us to fall on our own and bump our head, but there's another one to be, you know, plowed over by another another skier. Hey, there's something, as much as we talk about skiing on the Carolina outdoors, and if you're just joining us, Wes Lawson over there, Bill Barty right here, we're talking about skiing in general, skiing North Carolina, skiing at Sugar. In 2009, the North Carolina General, General Assembly updated and revised the Safe Skiing Act, which actually is called the Actions Relating to Winter Sports Safety and Accidents um, um, Act. And it has all of these responsibility codes, um, like staying in control, being able to stop and avoid other people or objects, knowing that people ahead of you have the right-of-way. It is your responsibility to avoid them. Um, you must not stop where you obstruct a trail or not or are not visible. Um, whenever starting downhill or merging, look uphill. We talked about that. Use devices to help prevent runaway equipment. Observe posted signs and warnings. Keep off closed trails and out of closed areas. And here's a big one. Prior to using any lift, you must have the knowledge and ability to load, ride, and unload safely. Safely. All of these things can be intimidating for someone who's a once-a-year skier or a fair-weather skier. Um, but that was the Skier Safety Act that, that we had on hand and kind of uh, took to, you know, took to habit out there on the mountain. But I, I think ski lifts are scarier than a black diamond run, to be totally honest. Between people who are falling off and goofing off, uh, skis that have fallen off, but then, the, you know, if you don't dismount and get down that ramp fast enough or you turn to smile at somebody and that chair comes and gets you, it's embarrassing. It hurts. You're in the way. The lift has to stop. I would rather go down a black diamond blindfolded than have to ride a lift too frequently. It's just, it's to me, it's nerve-wracking. I think that one you said embarrassing is oh a gosh. big part of it because they have to stop the lift. Um, and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's a part of it. I don't know how you learn. You can tell the uh, the people running the lift, hey, pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. They will help you out. But embarrassing is is a term, and I was on my manners for that. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to call you out. Now, I'm glad everybody was wearing helmets. That's become so much more common now, which is a great thing. I do wonder how long it's going to take for some sort of uh, chest and shoulder style padding um you know in contact sports it's gotten to where like in lacrosse and things like that those pads are very subdued body armor has come a long way in the last 20 years but some sort of chest and rib protection just because not just because of falls but the number of people who hit trees you know that blunt force trauma um i'm not saying we need to be out there in in knight's armament but um you know, uh, well, prepare on that yourself. topic, I, I got to bring this up. I was astounded, and we started this segment talking about the weather. It was amazing what went on as far as whatever in Banner Elk, where a predominant amount of the these resorts are, mm-hmm. it can be 10 degrees plus cooler, colder mm-hmm. than here in Charlotte. And windy. And windy. And once you get to Banner Elk, and then you're on the mountain, even more so, it seems, so I went prepared, and I had my children <laughs> prepared as well. At Jesse Brown's and here on the Carolina Outdoors West, we often talk about dressing in layers. Never could that be more uh, um, appropriate or mm-hmm. timely is on this ski trip because yeah. it's cold in the morning, 
But once that sun comes up and it starts to warm up a little bit, we were shedding we were shedding layers, which is why you layer, and we rented a locker locker mm-hmm. to uh, to put them all in. Well, and, and you know, if you're not going down the mountain, when you do stop, you you are going through a pretty serious cardio exercise. So you know, your body's going to warm up a lot. I just always felt like my toes were either going to break off because <laughs> yeah. the the boots were too small because those are torture devices, <laughs> uh, or because you know. I think I probably took cotton socks too many times, which we know is a big no-no. <laughs> well, it was a uh, those were we were sore. <laughs> yeah. I'll go ahead and oh, say yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> we were sore, but um, but it was a great trip. Uh, thanks to Sugar Mountain for for um, having these great conditions for us to enjoy, and it was a fantastic time. And Wes, staying with the theme of winter sports, after we take a break, come back for our second segment. Later on in the program, we're going to invite Robin Gibble on from Carolina Paws Mm -hmm. uh, Animal Welfare and Adoption Agency. But I want to ask you about a stream, a fishing stream that's near Brevard, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to try to head up there. And I know many of our listeners are, you know, it's wintertime in the Carolinas. I get going skiing in the wintertime, but a fishing trip to the mountains? Absolutely. Says Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We're going to find out why after we take a break. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> 